Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Kicking off today with a five-part series of some interviews I did at FETC, that is the Future of Educational Technology Conference. And um, what we'd set out to do was interview founders and CEOs of some companies. Um, One, because that's kind of where we lie on this podcast, is that... um, I didn't necessarily want to talk about just the companies, but also the journey. I mean, you know, this is start ed up. And so we talk about startups and we talk about education. And so who better to talk about startups and education than than founders and CEOs? So in all five of these interviews that we're going to have over the next five weeks, um, they've all been really uh, insightful. Because, again, I just didn't want to like, hey, tell me about your company and that's it. We're, we're talking about their journey, some of the things that they're working on, some of the things they're working toward, and some of the things that they wanted to weigh in on education as well. So for those reasons, I really enjoyed these episodes. Um, also, if there's a little bit of background noise in the back because FETC is busy and the media room was busy and it was crowded. And in some cases, they wanted to have it on the show floor, um, made for some interesting background noises and Got some people kind of staring, but uh, it was it was it was fun and all worth it. But uh, make no mistake about it, I think these are are all really impactful. Big thanks to the FETC and and giving a lot of podcasters a place to uh, record and do some interviews. So I think that there was a lot of interesting things going on there. But again, just being able to talk to some founders and CEOs has really been great. So let's kick off episode one with Rob Ben Cal of Adventure to Learning. All right, now we're joined with Rob Bencal. We are at the FETC conference. Rob, thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me. We're excited uh, to be here with you today for several reasons. You are the founder and president of Venture to Learning, correct? Yep, correct. And uh, yeah, like here we just got out of a conference where they were talking about the importance of movement, and, and uh, you know a lot of things I talk about are, are entrepreneurial mindsets and, and growing things. So uh, great to have a conversation with you. Uh, let, let's just jump right in and first of all talk about uh, your company and and how and why you guys got started. Yeah, so Adventure to Learning is a streaming video platform that uh, teachers and schools can use uh, on demand. Um, to bring the best educational video and supplemental content right into the classroom to educate and uh, excite their kids every day, as we like to say. And, uh, like, give me a core sampling of, of what some, like, common things that they're looking for. What was the average educator looking for? Yeah, you know, with video, it's such an engaging way uh, to, uh, to meet kids where they are today, right. as we know. And um, so a lot of educators love to use video uh, to supplement lesson plans yeah. and supplement um, uh, topics, uh, but also introduce new topics that they're looking to bring into a classroom. Uh, some areas where they may have expertise or even some areas where they're just maybe not as exp- as an expert in and they want to bring in say like a science video or a financial learning video or as we're seeing more and more now socio-emotional learning being a big part um, so how do you bring that in without having, having the intense training well video is a great way to do it yeah and obviously you know flipped learning that's that yeah. I'm sure that was a, a one of the four things but to to somebody listening there they might think okay then why not YouTube yeah you know obviously that's probably your biggest I guess competitor, right? Yep. Why not YouTube? Yeah, well, YouTube. Uh, I mean, there is great educational content on YouTube. Uh, 
couple of things with YouTube. One, sometimes uh, a lot of schools can't access YouTube. Yep. It's blocked, right? We know that. And two, um, you know, look, I have elementary school kids who go on YouTube and we deal with all the issues there. And sometimes either the content uh, that they're looking at may not be educationally sound or uh, it may lead into other things. So it's not exactly a safe environment mm -hmm. to have inside of schools, especially with all the you know, uh, issues that go on today. So what we like to do is we say we bring uh, the best educational content that's out there. We go out, we look at it. We have teachers, administrators, content area experts vet it to make sure mm -hmm. it's appropriate for school. And also that it's appropriate uh, to engage kids in a classroom environment. There's a lot of great content out there. Some of it's over the head of kids or yeah. some of it's just not engaging. And we like to make sure that all the content we bring in is safe and engaging as well. So are you guys starting to look for more content creators? Yep. So we do create some of our own content. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, we just created a whole series uh, for digital literacy, digital citizenship, which uh, has been amazing. But we also look for partner content. A lot of partners that are already in schools that are looking right. to amplify the reach of their content um, or creators who have ideas about how to serve the needs of schools, especially as the needs of schools continue to evolve. Um, and we partner with them to, to either create the content or, or be a distributor for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, another popular movement has been the Teachers Pay Teachers yes. movement. And Full disclosure, I'm not overly familiar with it. I, I hear mixed things at mm -hmm. times. Um, but if you guys were looking for a prototype, like or a persona, what would that person be? Yeah, uh, definitely we would love to have uh, someone who has an education background. <laughs> Number one, of course, makes it a lot easier. Mm, yeah. uh, although we do have people uh, like teachers, administrators, uh, who we work with medical experts to help with that process. But um, also they have to understand how to connect with kids. Yeah. Right? And that's the biggest piece because if you can't connect with the kid, especially in the video that the first 30 seconds – they're lost. <laughs> right. Well, or I hate to say this, but they have to have some entertainment value. Yes, they do. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> so my 47-year-old, this is showing, but like the Ben Stein clip from, yes. you know, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> you can be the most intelligent person in the world. And, and you know, for better or for worse, our students like to be entertained now. So Exactly. And we actually say we, we like to use the three E's. So entertain. If yeah. You got to entertain them. If you entertain them, you'll engage them. Yeah. And if you engage them, you're going to educate them. Mm -hmm. Question. Uh, is there, it, and I know this might be a, maybe in a, maybe in three years or so, but would there be any interest on student produced? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of doing a platform is yeah. that we don't have to fit into a certain box. Yeah. Um, we, we have live action. We have um, animation. Yep. We have 40-second videos, we have 20-minute videos. Mm -hmm. And I think in there, I think a great opportunity could be for more. Um, right now, all of our content is very professionally curated, um, but uh, for a little bit more of a um, student-led or even someone who is a novice in the business to, especially if they feel passionate about an issue, um, can create content that really can can help a community. Right. And that's what we're trying to build is more of a community. Uh, I like that, I, but I, you know, I'm deeply passionate about a students producing, and, and I mean, I, I don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. I, I like the fact that you guys are providing uh, learning experiences with somebody else producing it, but also possibly op opening up the the 
the the potential of you know stu students that have some insights and, and even on things that you know I know this is goes out of the scope a little bit but like I hear so many times on you know they should teach this stuff in school well some of that things that they should teach this stuff in school it's being led by a bunch of 18 year olds yes. uh, you know whether it's like how to <laughs> place and retarget an ad on Facebook to you know how to like I just thought this was amazing at this year's FETC conference, the talk of esports. I had students a couple of years ago that were consulting. They were mm. 17 years old, and wow. student, I mean, schools were paying them to like help us set up our esports program. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in a lot of cases, the content creator could be 17, 18 year olds. Absolutely. I mean, look at the trend in uh, more of the public side, social media. Right. Right. Peer-to-peer uh, -peer is so strong, and kids yeah. today want that peer-to-peer -peer interaction. And you know, we always knew that that um, kids love to see other kids on film. Yes, <laughs> which is good. yes. Um, but now, if if that could be an, a learning experience, I think number one, it'll uh, educate kids even a little more deeply because there's that deeper connection. But two, um, it really gives the the producers, the kids, uh, you know, a valuable lesson, yeah. a valuable experience that could continue on into a professional life. Which is so the only thing the only thing that always makes me concerned about that is the the <sighs> gotta find a nice way to say this, is the social proof. I, I mean I think that there might be some adults that would be hesitant of saying why is this 17-year-old kid teaching a lesson when he or she is only 17 years old? That, that, you know, because obviously if they were seen on Shark Tank, well, then we're fine because that's the social proof. I think that's the sure. other thing that could be interesting is that if a company like yours did take a few risks and say, you know, here's you know, Sally. Sally has ran her own, you know, event, app, whatever. I love that because, it, it you know, I, I just know mm -hmm. that there'd be some pushback. Like, well, what could they know? They're only kids. But if they have that social proof, yep. whether that is, you know, working with, a, you know, a company like yours or, or even, you know, my gosh, more and more students now are starting to produce their own content anyway, yes. that that would be, I don't know. I'm always looking out for that student entrepreneur, and yeah. I, I would I think that'd be amazing. Yeah, no, and like like any entrepreneur, they need mentors. Yeah, and I think you know having a mentor or the equipment them, or the equipment. I mean, like, and mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like write a business plan for you today, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if you even had some students that were within, you know, 30 minute drive of you guys, like, hey, come in, we'll help you shoot and edit. Uh, because you know the 17 year old may not have a DSLR and a, a decent microphone so absolutely you yeah. know um, and and that's the great thing about uh, we're affiliated uh, with uh, Long Island University we're out of New York right and um, we have the ability to also use their studios to create new content mm -hmm. and I think that could be a very interesting area for us um, and then also I think one of the things that helps uh, validate the content is having reinforcement materials mm -hmm. that go along with it so whether it's uh, teacher guides on how the teachers can implement these lessons yeah. or student activities that you know you saw how I created this program now hey here's a way you could do it at home with an with a iPhone mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. which is really powerful or also for a parent here's how what the kids are learning and here's how mm. Sally could implement that at home and it just involves the parent and then I think that gives it the that gives people the license to say okay my kids should be doing this they're not just making silly YouTube videos right. they're making great content that actually can help other kids yeah right or be monetized or be monetized right. or create yeah. a business out yeah. Of it. yeah 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 <laughs> so um where where's where's headquarters yeah so headquarters we're out of brookfield new york okay. uh, which is on long island okay 
Um, mm, Cause I'm, boy, I'm sitting there thinking in my head, I know, I know some students right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk off, off okay, air. Um, so that's, that's on the education side. Uh, obviously, uh, a large part of the podcast audience we have is our, our startup enthusiasts. What's it been like? I mean, Ed, really you guys are more or less in the ed tech arena. Yep, absolutely. Uh, this is a, this is a, this is tough. It is a, uh, it's an interesting field. Um, you know, so my partner, uh, Michael Radigan, he has come from, um, originally owned a bunch of businesses, so a serial mm-hmm. entrepreneur, mm-hmm. Uh, got into the education market. Um, I came from more of the private sector at uh, Mattel, Fisher-Price, mm-hmm. um, and I'll tell you, selling to superintendents yeah, is man. a lot tougher than selling to Walmart. <laughs> yeah, well, their sales cycles are basically, a lot of times, like twice a year yep. you have twice a year to hit them and yep. uh and their billing cycles are weird yeah it's 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 a tough it's, it's a tough one and i'll tell you there's so many great resources out there and it's how do you really cut through to make yourself unique and different and um and it's also a slow process because every state district yeah. local municipality everyone's different and everyone wants to you know they play by their own rules and you have to be able to cater in to those to those uh, needs and based on what their needs are. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I uh, just met with somebody not so long ago in Indianapolis, and, and uh, she was telling me that they got into the ed tech sector and had no idea what they're up against because, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of barriers to entry. But, uh, you know, speaking on behalf of a guy that is both in the entrepreneurial field and in the education field, um, I'm glad to know though that you guys you know you had a side on youth i think that there's a little bit of a black eye that some teachers feel is that there is now this silicon valley mm. cash grab for ed tech yep. with not knowing education yep. with not having any advisors or employees that were teachers or currently are teachers yep. um that's always the biggest pushback is that I, i've seen a lot of ed tech companies chase that ed tech bandwagon yep absolutely. and and you can tell when they roll out their products, they have never worked with kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's definitely one advantage for us. Uh, I have two uh, elementary school girls. Michael has two elementary school boys. Yeah. So we have a great uh, kitchen research test market. Yeah. And you really see what kids gravitate towards and what's impactful for mm-hmm. kids. And you also see what's important and what resonates. And you see how the teachers every day, I mean, there's so many amazing teachers out there. It's it's the best profession, most under uh underrated profession in the world because you see what they deal with on a daily basis whether it's high achieving kids low achieving kids all the different problems that come through schools with a short amount of funding so and a short amount of time so how do you really cut through for them and i think when you do have something that cuts through it's super rewarding so how are you guys getting the word out yeah, so we're getting the word out versus, you know, we're bootstrapping for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing uh, social media is a big piece for us. Yeah. Um, we like to email market, but we really cultivate our community. So we really spread through word of mouth. That's a lot how we got into 25,000 schools. Yeah. Um, now we're continuing. Now we're starting. 25,000 schools or 25,000 users uh, with 20, the schools? 25,000 schools. Holy cow. Uh, users in, yep. Wow. Um, and that's across our programs. Um so now we're also trying to get into conferences like FETC, and we yeah. came and did a workshop on how our programs are help 
helping uh, teachers uh, bring mindfulness and social emotional learning into the classroom to improve student achievement. Um, so we're trying to also get the word out now, uh, I guess like an industry play, you would say, yeah. to try and get that out um, and, and really give more of what we're doing and letting people know about it uh, at a wider scale across a wider number of platforms. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm anxious. I'm always anxious to see how, how people are kind of, you know, trying to get the word out. And, you know, this is sometimes where also some, yeah. some teachers roll their eyes when they, when they hear about influencer marketing. Yes, and, sure. and I know there's been even some pushback on the edu celebrity and all that other stuff and the yep. TP, the teachers pay <laughs> teachers. I mean, I, uh, again, not being too familiar, I understand some of the pushback, but you know, people gravitate towards the teachers that are trying unique things and, and highlighting them. So I, I totally understand that. Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely a strategy for us. I mean, we like to engage with, um, you know, some of the teachers that are more active on social media. Yeah. Number one, they're willing to try other things, which yeah. is great. Um, and two, they're willing to share it. And I think teachers in general are sharers, yeah. uh, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, a medium like Twitter, uh, or Instagram is it, and Facebook is just such a great way for them to share out more of these more visual tools like we have. Yeah, so that's great. No, it's 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 exciting. I mean, like it, it, it can also you know it can be the success or it can be the quick death because if you have an <laughs> interior product, they're also not afraid to share that either. So oh, I, yeah, I, very I, honest on there. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, so where are things headed? I mean, you yep. how, how you guys are kind of really in year one. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's been a pretty darn good year from what it sounds yeah. like. Where, where are we at in three years? Yep. So we started out the business in health and fitness, and now we've kind of grown it uh, across a number of different categories, mm -hmm. core curriculum. But we're really leaning into student wellness, whole student wellness. Right. And that's part of the fitness piece, but it's also the mental piece. So mindfulness, socio-emotional learning, mental health. Yeah. That is becoming such a big part of everyone's life but also in the daily school life and that's a big area we want to lean into we really feel passionate about that area um another uh area i mean don't want to give away everything but uh you know there's obviously a big need for um english language learners mm -hmm. um, and how do we make resources that helps english language learners assimilate in but also um bring them more that the uh, into a community um, and I think there's a lot of opportunity for that. And a lot of it starts with socio-emotional learning, both for uh, the English language learners and the non-English language learners as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think that <laughs> there's a lot of forces at play here, but I, I hear this both anecdotally and I see data on the anxiety, depression epidemic yes. we have. And I mean, yeah, there's gotta be some solutions uh, somewhere sometime. The only, the only thing is, and I hope this isn't too uncomfortable, is that um, so many things are app or data or, or, or app driven or video driven. Yep. How are your videos going to, though, pursue the in-person empathy? Yep. Exactly. The listening skills. I mean, obviously, you guys are, are, are educating them via video, but how, yep. you know. Is there a, a, a big focus on now turn off the video and try to practice these things? Yes, exactly. And I think that's the other piece that makes it a little bit different than just a, uh, any old video platform. Right. Um, an example was the workshop we did here at FETC. We uh, have a teacher who we met through our community yeah. uh, who is super engaging. She's really a rock star uh, out of the south side of Chicago, Quinlan O'Grady. And she was using our videos and supplemental mm. materials to 
help bringing kids uh, and turn their brains on for learning. And both kids that were suffering anxiety and trauma from things that were going outside the classroom, yeah. rough neighborhoods, family life, things like that, but also for some of the high achievers, yeah. who the high achievers were suffering a lot of anxiety now, yeah. because if a kid doesn't get an A on a test... Right. Exactly. I may mess up on the SAT and yeah. all this other, yeah. And she gave a great example of how she uses our videos to work with both, and then I think part of the other secret sauce is using people like Quinlan and some of our other educators to create the reinforcement material. So when the, when the three minute video goes off okay how do you now practice this going forward and that's yeah. something we supply for teachers and now for parents as well that's exciting yeah. no we'll have to make sure we include her in the show notes um because I, I yeah I, <laughs> I i had the luxury of uh talking with and, and also hearing um mike Rowe speak oh nice. mike's just you know a you know, he's he has been that voice in talking about reconsidering the trades and all this other stuff. But yes. when he was talking, he was uh, saying, you know, how important storytelling is. Oh. And and he says, you know, we need to change minds on what is education and what traditional education is. And you can't do that unless students see themselves in that role. Absolutely. And so he says this is one of the reasons why we did our show and why he continues to do his work. And I, I like the fact that your your teacher there in Chicago is not only using this, but she's also then storytelling of this is what it's doing for them. Yep. I think that's where we move mountains. So yep. kudos to her and you guys. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, she's She's been great. And those are the kind of stories that we want to bring out and we want yeah. to share with the community because that's, that's more helpful for teachers. And at the end of the day, we want to provide the most helpful resources we can. Um, and that's the way we're going to build our community. Yeah, and, and the only thing that scares me and, is that those risk takers, I'm sure then she still gets sometimes snarky feedback. Or sometimes you're afraid of by then, exp you know, you're highlighting some things on video and there's some things that can go wrong. And then that's when sure. your little lawyer brain goes off. <laughs> on, you know, you taught a yep. kid how to be empathetic and he wanted to go talk to a homeless guy and the homeless guy ended up stealing his money and running away or something right. like, you know, yeah. all these worst case scenarios. So those risk takers that are willing to, you know, stick their neck out a little bit and, and trying to make things better for students, that's just... Yeah, and that's, that's and that's also too why we partner a lot with people who are doing in school programs. So, for example, even I thought you say that's why we have a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, no, I mean that's the reason why we partner with people um, who uh, have these programs going in school, whether they're professional yeah. development or they're doing trainings for for kids in schools, and where their video outlet because mm -hmm. they already have vetted out and they they understand what the what the nuances are of not only educating, but also how do you put this more into practice? Yeah. And that's been a big benefit uh, for us, mm. which has been great. We have some great partners. I like that. Well, that's all. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoy what you guys are doing. Um, just one as a, as oh, a, that's great. Thank in you. the entrepreneurial realm that just watching something start and scale and get feedback and, and uh, you know, go through that journey. But then also, you know, yeah, like y you guys are, you know, the, the ed tech space is, is difficult and it's hard to navigate. But as you're starting to listen and lean on some of the teachers that are giving you feedback, I think that's, that's just amazing. Because I, I just, I, you know, I'm wanting more students to look at problem solvers. And I, 
That's another yeah. nice word for entrepreneurs. Exactly. Uh, you know, you guys identified a problem and you guys wanted to tackle it. I'm sure we could spend another two hours talking about the things that haven't worked oh, for sure. and, that, and that you guys made pivots and <laughs> pivots, you guys made a changes. Pivot, pivot, pivot. But I mean, my gosh, I mean, that's everything that really we're not focusing on education. Hey, yeah, go out there and try something. If it didn't work, that's okay. Yep. That's yep. an F, but <laughs> I mean, learn from it. Yeah, buddy. So I, I, I think that that's, that's neat. You guys are, are kind of setting an example too. So. Yeah, no, thanks for that. I mean, it's a great space to be in. Uh, we have, uh, you know, like I said, we have 25,000 schools. We have a lot more to go and yeah. a lot of learning to do. And, but uh, when you come to places like this and talking to people like yourself, talking to the educators, and you get that positive reinforcement back, uh, it makes it worth it. It's good. Awesome. So before we leave, uh, share, like, uh, where they can go, any other little secret places they, you know, is there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so you can find us at uh, adventuretolearning.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things also, too, we have on there right now we're really excited about is this digital literacy program that we developed that we have on the platform. It's totally free mm-hmm. right now, um, and it really dives into the socio-emotional areas of being online, using devices, things like how do you combat FOMO, mm-hmm. uh, how you know hate speech is such a big thing as kids are on devices mm-hmm. using video games. How do you now teach a kid, um, you know, what's the, what he's putting or she's putting into text is going to live forever, yeah. and how they should be more mindful about <laughs> that. So we have those resources on there for free. Um, so we'd love people to check us out and give us a try and give us comments. I mean, that's how we built the platform and that's how we've learned how to make things that better. Feedback is gold. We love the feedback. Awesome. <laughs> Well, I sincerely appreciate you being on, and uh, man, continued success, and uh, keep plugging away. Great. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. There you go. Love that episode. Love, by the way, the fact that he gives out some shout-outs to the teachers that are doing a lot of cool things. By the way, he specifically said Miss O'Grady, who's a third-grade teacher at Schmidt Elementary School, so we'll make sure that we give uh, some credit in some of her show notes and where to find her in in the description uh, but again, uh, there towards the end, talking about some of the pivots that we make. I just love it that an ed tech company is talking about the learning journey and the process. So more to come on that. Again, every, for the next five weeks, we're going to be doing episodes like this, talking to ed tech founders and CEOs. Hope you enjoy. If they are bringing you value, please make sure you share them. And uh, as always, you can always check out what we're doing at startedupfoundation.org. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for listening. This is Don Wetrick reminding you those opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.